0: I got a condo with nothing but condoms in it, Jay-Z. I got a room and a hard-on, still down, Tupac. If the head ride, right, Biggie there air night, Biggie smiles. Honey spreaded that asshole like a wide mouth bass, Nas. Girl, I know you want this D. Girl, I am Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick. I don't love him, I fuck him. I don't chase him, I duck him. I replace him with another one, Jay-Z. Let me put the head in, Kendrick. We taking honey to the crib tonight. Guaranteed we gonna get up in the rib tonight, Nas. I'm rich and I'm girl crazy. Dick him down, convince him all to praise me, Nas. Should I stroke or should I wait a while? You decide if you tell me that you don't want it. That's a lie, Tupac. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down the side of me. Quick, jump out for you to let it go inside of me. I tell him where to put it, never tell him where I'm about to be. I'll run down on him for I have a nigga running me. Take your shit, bite your lip, ask for a car while you ride that dick. Ew, that is so fucking raunchy. Why does she talk like that? Like she has no class. Like why do women talk about that shit? That she has no modesty. Grab your cups, grab your teacups, grab your wine, grab whatever the fuck ever, and let's get into this tea on the Chronicles of She. Welcome to the Chronicles of She, y'all. Had to switch it up tonight because this topic has got me in my feminist feelings. I'm not with the bullshit that they talking about with WAP, and I'm gonna express it loud and clear over the mic tonight so grab your Hennessy and teacups and we are going to talk about it. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion released their new music video WAP two weeks ago and it has created a lot of controversy and has brought out a lot of skeptical feedback from male entertainers as well as other women. Now I like the song I bump in and grinded to it Seriously, it's, it's great. And the music video was, was interesting. It, I felt like I was walking into a 90s ghetto fairy tale while watching this. Now, though it has achieved acclaim and it has hit the 100 list, not many people are appreciative of its legacy that's bringing to it. And there are stereotypes behind it. There are a lot of stereotypes being put out there about what Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion are selling. That the only thing that they can sell is sex. The reason why I put the quotes of lyrics up first is to show you the double standard that we have here. Now, when a man talks about a woman, they're praised for it. Talking about their body parts, having sex with them, and then dogging them out, they're praised. But when a woman asserts herself as a sexual being, she's put down automatically, which I find is bullshit. And it's not right. I believe that a woman should express herself in any way she desires, whether it's modestly or sexually. We have been put down for years for expressing ourselves and we feel like we have to be submissive to our mate or to other men in order to basically be appeased. But we really can't appease men when it comes down to them. I'm not saying this to all men, I'm saying to certain men that exploit us and then turn around and degrade us because we committed to act with them. It's not right at all and it really pisses me off. Like, a woman should feel confident and sexy within herself, and the reason why I praise Cardi B and Mega Thee Stallion so much is because they're unapologetically themselves. They're 100% themselves, and they're versatile. Not everything is about sex with them. They can be smart, they can be classy, they can be ratchet, they can be bougie, all those things, and they can still have a brain. Why look at a woman one way when you can look at her all the ways that she is. We have this idea that women should just be quiet and not seen, just background noise, when we've never been that baby, even before. And with now bringing the attention to it being over-sexualized and making other girls, like, basically it being a role model to other girls that you gotta be this way to get a man, that's not what it is, and this, this type of music has been around since the 90s hello have you forgotten about little Kim Foxy Brown hello you're really forgetting about those females you forgot about Eve you acting like this is something new when it's not women have been coming out the woodwork and, and, and Christina Aguilera this is nothing new. Women expressing themselves sexually and assertively within their own selves, not waiting on someone to give them permission to do it, is nothing new. So, and let me call out the ones who are making it the biggest deal, like CeeLo Green. The man that said, I didn't know you had to be way to consent to sex, saying that it is degrading. Yeah, I'm going to need you to have several fucking seeks, boo-boo, because you is just, you is a joke at this point. You really have nothing, you're not really offering anything to to the conversation. You're just agreeing with the naysayers when you're just, you're putting your faults in your past to the side to basically judge these women. Like, get over yourself. Really, get over your fucking self. I cannot stand that shit. There's another celebrity who is talking about WAP as well. Forgot, forgot what the name is, Wait, Okay, it's not just men either, it's also women. The reason why I support the song so much is that I, look, I believe that women have a right to be themselves and not controlled we live in a world where we are constantly like we need permission to be ourselves like no we don't need permission we don't need that type of energy around us and for us to basically be put into a box 24 7 it's bullshit it really is fucking bullshit and being a feminist i'm not really i'm not gonna shut up about it I will speak it to the freaking wolves, okay? Just came across an article by Russell Brand. Russell Brand sparks controversy with an analysis of the feminism of a WAP video. So hopefully this is positive, if not, Russell might the to drag your ass. Russell Brand has sparked controversy over a YouTube clip in which he discusses whether the video for Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's single WAP is a feminist masterpiece or porn. In a link post, he assessed whether the video fed into male hip-hop tropes about the potency of male sexuality. The explicit video has divided opinion over whether it is offensive or empowering. Do we achieve equality by aspiring to the values established by the forces or authors of the hierarchy and system itself, i.e. do women achieve equality by aspiring to and replicating the values that have been established by males? If male hip-hop tropes are about the potency of male sexuality and then the female video is sort of a celebration of sexual potency essentially it's an emulation of a template that already exists and establishes by males is it established it no sorry is it equality if the template has been established by the former dominator the answer is no he compared the debate with the question of the leadership of Margaret Thatcher, saying she was not a feminist icon because the values she extolled, expoused exposed I'm sorry, ex, it Man, I'm glad I'm taking a creative writing class because I need to brush up my freaking vocabulary. Espoozed and conveyed were male values. She was a woman man. I really don't want to be taught feminism by Russell Brand, but I look forward to Lois CK's thoughts on why Beyoncé is getting it all wrong." Oh, He added that her values were male values and did not improve the lives of women. Deborah Francis White, the host of the Guilty Feminist podcast, wrote on Twitter, I really don't want to be taught feminism by Russell Brand. Another follower wrote on twitter, mansplaining feminism to the little ladies lest they get into their pretty little heads that the song is fun and fresh and liberating. Oh thank you big clever hairy man. However, others backed his views with a fan on YouTube writing, Russell you have grown and with the growth you become more non-biased and seek the truth. You are intelligent, very introspective, appreciate you mate. Now, with what Russell just said is him agreeing that it should not be there should not be any double standards with what the girls with sorry, guys. What Megan the Stallion and Cardi B have put out. Why can't we just enjoy the music for what it is instead of making it an issue about Cardi B Making a song about sex, Kylie Jenner being a part of the video, y'all really getting on my fucking nerves with that. Like, hello, I'm not really a fan of Kylie Jenner, but y'all just taking that shit way too fucking seriously. Like, get the fuck over it. Now, here's another article: Female sexuality in WAP is being criticized. Here's what Cardi B fans think. Ooh, I'm gonna enjoy this. Ooh, let me just pour my pour myself another drink. Right. Hmm. Don't you have better things to talk about than a rap song? This is from the Lily. Late Thursday night, Yasmin Garrett, 23, was sitting at home in Dallas watching a YouTube live of Cardi B and Megan The Stallion hyping up the release of their new music video for WAP. Gar- I'm sorry. Garrett knew to expect something big. The song was Cardi's first release of 2020 and the lead single on her second studio album. When the video finally dropped at midnight, it made a big splash as Garrett's expectations. It features a mansion replicated with breast-shaped fountains, rooms filled with snakes and jaguars and cameos from Kylie Jenner, female rappers including Normani, Rosalia and Ruby Rose, and Sukiana from Love and Hip Hop at, La- oh, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Ugh, I gotta get back to that show. Notably, no men were featured in it. The song itself is bold sampling from Frank Skye's 1993 whores in this house and flipping it on its head. In it, Cardi and Megan rap explicitly about their own sexual encounters. Critiques held it as a sex positive triumph, applauding the women for being unruffled by res- respectability, politics, and slut shaming. Garrett wasn't shocked by the launchiness of the video or the song as a fan of both cardi b and megan the stallion she says she knew to expect that from the artist for garrett the surprise came later when she started reading other people's reactions online i saw all this controversy and i was like what is going on Black women are creating urgent music for this moment. Here are the the songs to listen to and why they matter. Shortly after its release, several high-profile men began weighing in on the song. Ben Shapiro, a conservative political commentator, called it really, really, really vulgar. James P. Bradley, a Republican, Congressional candidate in California said it made him want to pour out holy water in my ears. Speaking to Far Out Magazine artist, Far Out Magazine, CeeLo Green, okay, here we go, said, I get it. The independent woman and being in control the divine femininity and sexual expression. I get it. But at what cost? Green said, oh, you turtle head glasses wearing Mmm, stick your your shit in any unconscious female, son of a bitch. You have no room to fucking talk. Get out of here. Garrett didn't understand why this song, of all others, garnered such a heated response. Here are women celebrating themselves, bragging about themselves, loving themselves, she says. And here are men, and some women, even politicians, weighing in. Don't you have better things to do than talk about than a rap song? For many women, the controversy speaks to an issue that extends beyond rap world. The policing of women's sexuality and particularly black women's sexuality. Carson Hendrix, a 25-year-old fan living in Portland, Oregon, puts it like this. This song is two women being proud of their sexuality and just being powerful and men don't like powerful women. Thank you. Thank you so fucking much. The controversy hasn't stopped WAP from being wildly successful. As Complex reports, the music video boasted more than 26 million views in its first 24 hours on YouTube, making it the biggest debut for an all-female collaboration on the platform. The song debuted at August 7th at number one on the Spotify and Apple charts, and on Tuesday became the first female rap collaboration to top Spotify Global. Hendrix first heard WAP over the weekend. I loved it, she says. I think it's really catchy song. Almost immediately, she started hearing about the backlash too. First, she learned that black women were angry that Kylie Jenner was featured in the video. Here we go. But then she saw that others were dismissing Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion as bad role models for their lyrics. And I started thinking about all the other songs that are just that if not more, sexually explicit that are written by men. Duh! Carson wasn't alone. Many fans wanted to know why male rappers explicit even violent lyrics from Two Shorts' Freaky Tales to Eminem's Kim had it been torn apart like WAP. Megan The Stallion herself waited in on Monday, pointing to 3-6 Mafia's 1999 slob on my knob. LOL. Dudes will scream, slob on my knob, word for word, and cry about "wop!" by little boy. <coughs> okay. This type of criticism isn't new for female rappers, according to Salika Yu Imbari, an African dysporic studies scholar at the University of Texas at Austin. She points to artists like Lil' Kim and Salt-N-Pepa, who rapped sexually explicit lyrics in the 1990s and early 2000s and who were also met with pushback all the criticisms are honestly primarily rooted in misogyny says imbari highlighting the intersection of sexism and racism that black women face in hip-hop specifically there's an imaginative retelling of black life that defines a generation genre imbari says when rappers like snoop dogg deem themselves as pimps it casts black women as prostitutes or hoes imbari says it's interesting to see hip-hop go through this transition where we were rejecting these particular figures, she says. We're letting the hoe speak. Another interesting aspect of WAP, Mbari points out, is that Cardi B rats from a specific perspective. She has always been vocal about her past work as a stripper. Admit the backlash to the song, Cardi announced Wednesday that she now has a page on OnlyFans, a subscription webcamming site, where she promised to release behind-the-scenes content from the shoot. Sex work is changing the pandemic. Rosie Nijin, a 22-year-old living in Houston and working in finance, admires Cardi B's openness about sexuality and sex work. Nijin says that she, along with many women she knows, were raised thinking sex was something not to be talked about or enjoyed. It wasn't until Nijin went to college that she began learning how to have healthy sexual relationships. And how to talk about it she says these days she runs a popular only fans account when she weighed in on WAP controversy on Twitter pointing out the double standard of sexualizing women but criticizing their sexual liberation male users shot her down down in arguments if you have only fans in your bio name your opinion doesn't matter one user wrote women deserve respect legend says whether or not they have had sex, or whether or not they have an only fans page, whether they choose to do their own bo- what to do with their own bodies, none of this invalidates who she is or her accomplishments. For many female fans, that sentimental is central to the power of WAP. Garrett says she says. Was, well, she was also raised in a household where she was preached about modesty and being a lady. More than anything, she wishes people would just let women make their own decisions. If you listen to the song and you don't like it, then move on, Garrett says. Don't bash women who do like the song and who do feel liberated by it. Boom. Motherfucking boom. I'm going to tell you all a little story. During my first year of college, when I, was, um, when I was a freshman, I was studying women's studies. And there was a boy on my campus that liked me. Even though I would tell him time and time again that I wasn't interested in dating anybody because I was strictly focused on my studies. I'm always, I'm always about my goals and shit. One day we got into a conversation about sex. And he had brought up a friend of his who had gotten pregnant at the age of 16. And I said, I'm sorry that that happened, but you're taking it more seriously than you should. She's the one that got pregnant. And he said, well, she's not a virgin anymore, if that serves my memory correctly. And I told him, "Like, she's still the same person just because she had sex and had a baby it doesn't change it doesn't change her she was still your friend well he did not see her as his friend anymore he saw her as like a hypocrite and I had asked him how would you feel if I had sex with another man who wasn't you he said I would never look at you the same again he implanted the idea in my head that I would be worthless if i had sex with somebody else that wasn't him that right there proves how insecure he was with me making my own decision to be with someone that was other than him though we were not dating yet but looking back it really does show that he was not for my voice my power my decision because I was not choosing him. I did choose him at the end of my college year. And once again, we were not seeing eye to eye with each other when it came to decision. He, let's just say he's just, he's a very insecure person. Just like the men that I was just discussing in this article from The Lily. Certain men do not find it powerful of a woman claiming her sexuality they have to say like no we have to do it we're the ones who who plant the first seed and we have to be in control that no woman has no woman is allowed to be sexually liberated on their own yes we can even if we don't choose a specific man to be with we should feel liberated and sexually a sexually pleased on our own without feeling that we don't have we'd have to like how do i say this aspire to be what a man wants in bed or as a person because you newsflash you were already that person before that man came into the picture or whoever the person was it could even be a female and i've seen females even put i've seen other females put female down for having sex wanting sex for enjoying sex that always used to tick me off when i would see another girl like bash her for having sex with somebody else but it was the guy that would go around and talk about it like oh she's such a slut like were you in the room were you there when it happened do you do you know the sounds that she made do you know what went down no you only heard what's going on from this person from that man's perspective So you really don't have any room to talk. And making other women feel uncomfortable that they can't voice themselves. They can't be themselves. When we do that to another female, it's just, it's sad. It really is sad. And like, it doesn't have to be this way. But we're taught from a young age that women are supposed to be nice. We're supposed to be quiet. We're supposed to be just like innocent. And when we go outside of that shell, where we get into trouble, when really it should not be this bad. It should be on our, our accord, not the world's accord, to how we define ourselves as sexual beings. And some of us have had our innocence taken from us forcibly. Okay, no one wants to talk about that. When really that is a topic to be discussed a lot, and. I saw, I saw a post about, let me pull it up right here, about women garnering themselves. This is what, this is the opinion. This is from Lauren Chanel Allen. Unpopular opinion. It's actually really important that young women hear sexually explicit lyrics with agency from women instead of male rappers. Sexually liberated women ruin that subconscious fantasy of women wanting to control women. That's why they go in so hard to say they like modest women. It is not surprising that people are offended by women speaking openly about enjoying sex and loving their vaginas without shame. Shame attached to women's sexuality is intended to keep us believing that our bodies are not ours to enjoy and our sexual pleasures are secondary. This is why I'm going so hard for this topic. Cause it needs to be talked about more. It needs to be spoken about, okay? It is it needs to be spoken. And I don't have a problem speaking it on here. And I love, I love the message that Cardi B stands. Look, I love my I love my empowerment sisters. I go hard for women in politics. I go hard for women in politics porn industry the fashion world music world even no even what's the other one because there's so fucking many and women who were who came before us even the women that came before us okay we need to be respected not just for one for one vision of a woman, we have to accept all that comes with us—sexuality in all, sexuality and all. That may be sad, but it. Mm. I put a questionnaire out on my story, and I got a couple. I got a couple of my girlfriends that did write back. I put it on the topic of slut shaming. This is from my girl, Lady NYC. She said, "I have never been slut shamed because I've never been a slut. Not that I feel that wop." Sorry, cheap (laughs) lady. Oh man, you distracted me with the emojis. Okay, I have never been slut-shamed because I've never been a slut. I feel the WAP song is catchy and I don't see why women can't express their sexuality same as a man. Without that, there is nothing wrong with it. Oh, I get it. We are succumbed to the vision society has painted for us. Say Say and still people want to just downplay it just like CeeLo Green when CeeLo is like I said CeeLo CeeLo doesn't have no room to talk really doesn't have no room to talk so fuck you now we're gonna hear from Cardi B now Cardi B on her nasty song and building her legacy building her music legacy Cardi B is over her haters and wants to embrace those who truly support her so much she wants to form a community of them on OnlyFans, a paid subscription platform known for its adult and NSFW content. I have a lot of people that claim they don't like me, Cardi B told CNN on Wednesday. I want to have conversations with my real fans, the exotic dancer turned reality star turned turn history making rapper said she has no plans to appear nude on the platform. It said she'll be offering content like a back, behind-the-scenes look at the making of the video of her single WAP, her new but already hit collaboration with fellow rapper Megan Thee Stallion. The explicit song, the title of which is an acronym for something we can't spell out on a family-friendly site, has sparked a debate since its debut last week. Cardi B said she didn't expect women rapping about sex the same way they talk about it amongst themselves to be so controversial. I think the song is nasty but I was thinking about all the controversy. Wow like I don't know she said I'm just so used to it. The 27 year old said she came up listening to women rappers like Lil Kim, Trina, and Jackie Up who were known for their body and sexual lyrics, but unlike men who also heard about their sexual exploits, women in hip-hop have been criticized for embracing their sexuality in song. Hours before Cardi B spoke with CNN, CeeLo Green issued an apology to her and other female rappers he had talked about during a recent interview with Far Out magazine. Attention is also a drug this competition around green told the publication cardi b and megan the stallion they are all more or less doing similar salacious gesturing to kind of get into position i get it the independent woman and being in control of the divine feminine and sexual exploration i get that it comes at what cost he added once again fuck you on wednesday green posted a note of apology on his twitter account Good morning, everybody. There seems to be a misunderstanding with a quote taken from an interview I did a few days ago while promoting my new project. Firstly, I'm an advocate of artistic freedom and expression as well as a fan of Nicki, Cardi, and Megan. I know most of them personally and consider Cardi an Offset family, therefore I would never disrespect them by any means. I acknowledge them as all-powerful, beautiful, and influential women and professionals. I wholeheartedly apologize to each of them for the inconvenience they have been caused due to a snippet of my interview being used as a headline and in turn creating controversy and disconnect between me and these ladies as well as their fans. Know that I support everyone who is a part of our community and culture, always have and always will be. Much love to all of the female artists who are running the game and handling their business. With love, love. I know most of them personally consider Cardi and her husband rapper Offset family, he wrote. Therefore, I would never disrespect them by any means. Hmm. In reference to Green's apology, Cardi B told CNN, it's okay, it's all good. I just want to keep positive energies and stuff like that. She would much rather talk about her forthcoming sophomore album, the pressure of which she said she's feeling. Her 2018 Invasion of Privacy won a best rap Grammy award and helped her to become the first female rapper with two number one singles on billboard's hot 100 chart she said she wants to prove that she's not a flash in the pan i have to prove that like this wasn't a gimmick this wasn't like a one-time thing Cardi b said this wasn't because i was the new girl on the block it's my craft and i want to show that i'm the craft Show my craft is so good that it's gonna do good for the second time She's already off to a great start with this of WAP. I've been crying so much, she said, like every other day. I be crying and I just like, why am I crying? It's because I'm so overwhelmed with happiness. You keep that happiness, girl, because you deserve it. And we're gonna be right behind you. Some of you are not Cardi B fans. That's okay. But you gotta admit, the woman's doing the thing, She'll so show her respect. Another thing, and this is, this is one, this has now become one of my favorite quotes. The naked female body is treated so weirdly in society, it's like people are constantly begging to see it. But once they do, someone's a hoe. Lena Horn. Men shame women for having a lot of sex consensually more than they shame other men for rape. I'm not only a slut because of my sexuality, wait, sorry, I'm only a slut because my sexuality scares you. Slut shaming only defines the person trying to shame you. So ladies, you are not a slut, you are a sexually liberated woman who enjoys sex. Do not feel like you have to be, like you deserve to be shamed because you don't men can have sex freely you can and you can enjoy it just like they do Okay. don't let anybody take that joy from you and always love yourself no matter what modest or raunchy classy or bougie or reckless cause you you the shit you is the shit okay now I'm going to get into, I'm going to scoot on over to Kamala Harris. Now, Miss Kamala Harris, she is a part of the Democratic, she's part of the political party. And Donald Trump has had a lot to say about her lately. And it's just, oh my goodness. He said, Kamala, this is from Donald Trump, mind you. Kamala Harris started strong in the Democratic primaries and finished weak ultimately filling the race with almost zero support that's the kind of opponent everyone dreams of see this this is why i started with the WAP piece first because we don't talk about this shit enough y'all we we gonna talk about kamala for a minute we'll talk about her because we need to talk about this kamala harris says drastic change is on the agenda This is from Essence by Tanya A. Christian. Kamala Harris is not ready to celebrate just yet. Those supporters across the globe are commemorating the California senator's historic appointment as the first black woman selected to run as vice president on a major party ticket. Treasured words from Harris's late mother caution the disciplined daughter not to skip steps on a hopeful path to a Biden-Harris victory. My mother taught me you've got to deal with what's right in front of you, Harris reveals to Essence. When she, this when asked how she'll measure her success as a vice president, because staring down the road at the thing over there, you might trip over this thing right here. Down the road is a Harris vice presidency, but this ring right here as the presumptive, presumptive candidate describes it as the most important election of our lifetime an election harris notes during a virtual sit down on saturday is less than 80 days away and shaping up to be an unprecedented vote amid to the backdrop of a national pandemic multiple national polls show former vice president joe biden leading donald trump including in five out of the six battleground states, but without a single vote cast in the 2020 presidential election, success for Democrats is still debatable. It's why Harris says she's more focused on what she needs to do to be successful running mate on the Democratic ticket, and is trusting that everything else will fall into place. For someone who has sought elective office as early as her days at Howard University, it is, undes- is understandable that Harris applies discretion. A year ago, she was transferring the nation, delivering rousy speeches on why Kamala for, for the people was a movement Americans should support. But by December, she had discontinued her run for the nation's highest election elected position. An unsuccessful bid for the presidency offers the former attorney general of california a perspective that very few people will ever know harris will likely use that context to help buy the secure win in states where enthusiasm for the longtime politician could use a boost at 22 years his junior harris brings a level of energy that cannot be overlooked plus the black and south asian hbcu grad who's a member of Alpha Kappa, Alpha Sorority, INC, and the Links taps into multiple identities never before represented that level of government. Harris's role as Biden's running mate commandeers, an exciting moment for many black people who believe it's high time that a black woman occupies such a space, but it is this, but it cannot be overlooked that some critics believe Biden's choice of Harris represents a commitment to incremental change during the time when drastic change is necessary. Criminal justice reform, healthcare reform, an overhaul of the education system, and the ability to earn an adequate wage are all on the ballot in 2020. Harris says she understands and is ready to do the work that is essential to creating a more equitable nation. There is no question that we need immediate change and drastic change, and that's so much of what the Biden Harris platform and what the Biden Harris administration will be about, Harris insists. It's about saying we need to immediately address a number of issues that demand priority and immediate attention, and that relates to getting people back to work. It means investing in fracture and creating millions of new jobs. It means fighting for health care for our people. Prior to COVID-19, inequities between black and white Americans persisted. The pandemic, however, has underscored just how large a gap remains, while the Trump administration continues to praise their coronavirus response efforts daily. More than 1,690 nationwide deaths can be attributed to the virus that has shown a greater prosperity to prove fatal for African Americans. What the Trump administration is doing right now is they're in court trying to get rid of the Obama-Biden Affordable Care Act. Harris duly notes posing a stark contrast to what what she says will be the concerns of a Biden administration. One could likely predict that a public health outbreak could call the attention to the lack of the medical resources afforded to so many Americans. But what was less, for, less foreseeable was the immediate call to action to address the racist system that have remained in place through the history of the United States. The death of George Floyd triggered a movement, like not, that's likely not to dissipate as long as the demands of protesters go unmet. And Harris says such a time as this requires a leader who doesn't spend full time trying to sow hate and division among people. Harris believes that Americans are now facing three of the biggest crises our country has ever or, sorry guys ever faced. Two of recent making and one that has been around for centuries, meaning a public health crisis and economic crisis and finally a reckoning in a more broad level around the systematic racism in our country, Harris promises that a Biden-Harris ticket will fight for criminal justice reform and police reform. She also assures that a Biden-Harris administration will prioritize the movement to rectify past wrongs because she believes it is the only way to heal. I have seen too many cases of not only unarmed black folks being killed but women, Harris shares and we need to speak their name and understand that we have to have justice Kamala I can already tell that you 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 a true OG and you a leader so you have my vote system I'm gonna get in there and I'm gonna vote for you cause you speak more truth than the devil in the White House not that I ever believe a word out of this motherfucker's mouth you, however, I believe you. you. Keep doing your thing. Next up on the list is none other than... Whew, it's been a while since I've done a Let's Talk About R. Kelly. But it's much needed because... Oh, yeah, the people in R. Kelly's camp are in deep shit. Oh trying to intimidate another freaking witness. Damn, I guess the devil is really at work. R. Kelly allies accused of using arson and bribery to silence witness. Prosecutors say one defendant set fire to a car parked outside the house of a woman who had publicly accused the singer of abuse. For more than a year, the singer R. Kelly has been awaiting trial on federal sexual abuse charges facing the prospect of watching his accusers and former sexual partners testify against him. Then, in the early morning on July 11th, one of those potential witnesses in Florida woke up to find the car in her driveway ablaze in flames. On Wednesday, federal prosecutors in Brooklyn said the burning of the car was intentional as they announced the arrest of three people, Donnell Russell, Michael Williams, and Richard Arlen Jr., who were accused of trying to intimidate or bribe Mr. Kelly's accusers. Law enforcement officials have long suspected Mr. Kelly of interfering in criminal investigations. He was famously acquitted at a 2008 trial in Chicago on child pornography charges after a key witness declined to testify, and federal prosecutors in Chicago charged him last year with a conspiracy to intimidate witnesses and conceal evidence before that trial. The criminal complaints announced on Wednesday did not say whether Mr. Kelly authorized any of the threats but prosecutors accused his three associates of trying to silence potential government witnesses through harassment. The threats targeted two of Mr. Kelly's accusers, according to a person familiar with the investigation. Their names were not made public in the court filings. One of Mr. Kelly's accusers received an offer of $500,000 to buy her silence, though no money was ultimately exchanged, the complaint said. Another woman who Had filed a lawsuit against Mr. Kelly in 2018 was threatened with the public release of sexually explicit photographs that she had previously sent to Mr. Kelly according to prosecutors. Mr. Russell and Mr. Arlene are friends of Mr. Kelly while Mr. Williams is the relative of a former publicist for Mr. Kelly prosecutors said this said A lawyer for Mr. Russell declined to comment lawyers for the other two could not immediately be identified. Thomas A. Farnelia, a lawyer for Mr. Kelly, said R. Kelly had nothing to do with these alleged acts by these people. The new arrest add to the government's existing case against Mr. Kelly, who has been in custody at at a jail in Chicago since the arrest last summer. He faces federal charges related to the sexual abuse of minors in two separate cases, one in Chicago, the other in Brooklyn. The indictment in Brooklyn accuses Mr. Kelly of leading decades-long operation to illegally exploit women and girls for his own sexual gratification. Mr. Kelly faces nine criminal counts, including racketeering, a charge that has been commonly used against mob bosses. Prosecutors have said Mr. Kelly sexually abused minors and produced child pornography and they listed six unidentified women as his victims to keep the women and girls under his control. He also engaged in kidnapping, blackmail and extortion according to the indictment. Mr. Kelly has pleaded not guilty to the charges. He is scheduled to be tried first in New York with jury selection beginning on September 29th. The date is likely to be postponed if the coronavirus pandemic prevents in-person trials this fall. Now, prosecutors say Mr. Kelly associates, associates were trying to sway potential witnesses ahead of trial. They charged Mr. Williams, 37, with setting fire to an SUV parked in the driveway of one of Mr. Kelly's accusers in Kissimmee, Florida at around 3 a.m. on July 11. The arson described in the criminal complaint matched the description written in an Instagram post in in June by Azria Clare, a former girlfriend of Mr. Kelly, who released a video of the fire and photos of a burned SUV in her driveway. Ms. Clare initially defended her relationship with Mr. Kelly. In a television interview last year after his arrest saying she was in love with him. But she changed her course in January accusing Mr. Kelly in a videotape interview of beating and brainwashing. We're going to stop right there because I want to get into the Jam Master Jay case. I'm praying that they do not postpone this trial. If you have to do it virtually, you have to do the testimonies virtually, do what you have to. Because this man, this man needs to be in jail. I don't give a fuck no more okay he could. I could. I could just sit I can just see this man in prison this man in the prison right now I'm, I'm picturing in my head right now with him saying there ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. I don't see nothing wrong just humping the damn wall okay and he tried to get out of prison not too long ago it's like no motherfucker you keeping your ass in there keeping your ass in there Mm -mm, no please do not postpone this trial do if you have to do it over the computer do what you have to do okay we need this the girls need their time in court to tell their stories of what this man did and the the biggest the biggest testimonial that i'm looking forward to from this case is from that girl from the tape I won't use her name on here because I don't know I still see that girl as a child even though she's in her 30s I just don't want I'm not gonna use her name when she's ready to tell her story I will put her I will say her name on here but till then no now we are going to be talking about Jam Master Jay after 18 years of his murder being unsolved we got news Jam Master Jay was murdered nearly 18 years ago and his killer had remained at large until now. He was gunned down in his queen studio off Merrick Boulevard. Guess what? Two have been indicted in the 2002 killing of Run-DMC's Jam Master Jay. Mm Mm-hmm. The murder of Run DMC DJ Jam Master Jay has remained a mystery for almost 18 years, with few witnesses and no motive to explain the shooting death of the acclaimed musician inside his Queens studio in 2002. On Monday, federal officials in conjunction with the New York City Police Department announced indictments for two men connected to the unsolved murder of Jason Mizzle, known as Jam Master J. Prosecutors identified the alleged suspects as Ronald Washington and Carl Jordan Jr., the former already in federal prison and latter arrested by ATF and the NYPD Sunday. The 10-count indictment unsealed Monday sheds light for the first time publicly on the motive that remained a mystery for so long. Federal prosecutors alleged the two men entered Jay's 24-7 studio in Jamaica in search for a t- 10 kilograms of cocaine they intended to distru- distribute in Maryland. Jay, who was allegedly in possession of the narcotics at the time of the incident, informed Washington that he would not be involved in disturbing distributing the narcotics in Maryland, which precipitated the murder conspiracy, prosecutors say. The indictment alleges Jordan delivered the fatal shot that killed Jay. Jordan and Washington were charged with murder while engaged in narcotics, trafficking, and firearm-related murder, while Jordan faces several additional distribution counts. Primarily, this is a case about a murder which for nearly two decades had gone unanswered. Today, we begin to answer the question of who killed Jason Mizzle and why, said acting U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of New York, Seth DeCran. The passage of time offers you no escape. What we've alleged in the indictment is that on October 30, 2002, nearly 20 years ago, Mr. Jordan and Mr. Washington walked into a music studio in Queens where Mr. Mizzle and others were working essentially hanging out and they walked in and murdered him in cold blood. Jam Master Jay was one was the one-man band for Run DMC, a DJ with scratches and beats that kept the party going while the rev Run DMC unloaded rhymes. Yet the pioneering rapper encountered the same fate as the greats after him, Tupac Shakur, and the Notorious B.I.G. Jay's studio had been converted into the Hall of Fame studio owned by a new company that has kept Jay's legacy alive with painted with murals and several run D M C members that decorate the walls okay y'all we're running out of time so i'm stopping right there <sighs> after 18 years that the killers have finally been caught i'm so happy about that man <sighs> and now we get to find out the truth of what happened that night they they are saying that narcotics involved but no nah, that they could be lying we we gotta find we gotta find out too just like we need to find out what what the fuck happened to biggie and tupac i have my conspiracy theories but i'll save that for another time because we are almost out of time so i want to bid you all good night thank you for staying and sipping the tea and had a seat with me and hanging out with my feminist rants i'm out this has been the chronicles of she stay blessed stay stay positive stay you Stay powerful. Peace.